and pass. Treading water that they drown. My head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 116 of the Smash Accept Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore DadFF. It is the playoffs right now, and guys, you know, I, I got a little icing here. Man, is that sweet. But I tell you what, man, that was good. I might get some more. But there is nothing more sweet than winning your fantasy playoffs. And this week was absolutely crazy. You know, and I, John and I are going to break things down here and really talk to you guys about if you don't have a trade deadline, how to make those moves and just the, the sheer heartbreak that was, you know, week 16. Guys, as always, it's a treat. Chop it up. You know, he's like my brother from a different mother, John. It, it's playoff time, man. Like this past weekend, and you and I have been doing this long enough where we both reminded each other before week 16 started, hey, Go enjoy your time with your family because, man, like the nerves are on edge, right? Like you're watching that last game last night with the Chargers and we all needed points from Keenan Allen or someone in that game. And it's just, it's like a high when you win. It's such a letdown and it's just crazy time. And that's what we play for. Yeah, this was an incredible week. And congratulations to everyone that did make it on to the finals in their their different leagues. And looking forward to breaking it down here. But, uh, yeah. We, we had a, an incredible one in Smash 1. We'll have to break that one down in, in the semis there. It, this is just, like you said, it's so nerve-wracking. And you kind of have to remind yourself, like, what are you doing it for? And <laughs> are you playing for the community and the entertainment? Or are you, is it about the finances and taking down some coin? Or is it just about the respect with your bros? Or what, what is it about? And just kind of remind yourself of why you're doing it. And it just always try to have a little fun and wish your opponent well if they, you know, they took you out and figure out what you got to do better for next year, right? But um, yeah, I, I definitely. All that said, I did make it to a few ships, and I'm really hoping to take it down. And now that we're, you know, in analysts and running a podcast and having fun with it, the biggest mm-hmm. thing for me now, like I get totally into to winning, but when I get messages, I mean, I, I there was a tweet out there. From JRC at Viking Power seventy two, he goes. Wanted to, you know, he goes. This guy helped me with my rebuild. Also getting to a ship in another league. Thank you so much to the Dynasty Dad. Like those kind of tweets when I see them, Love and that. it's not even like a DM. It's out there, just like, mm-hmm. hey, you helped get me to this spot. Like you took this team from, you know, that rebuild process. And you know, now that we've been doing this more than a year, it's like there's some of these teams that they trusted the rebuild last year, and now they're in a championship position now, and it's like. That is so rewarding to me. All the DMs we've gotten of like, yo, dad, thanks for helping me get to the playoffs. Smash Accept podcast has really helped me, you know, excel in how mm-hmm. I do things. And the whole top three or bottom three, we don't want to be in that middle, that, you know, that uh, treadmill of mediocrity. Like, we're really trying to separate that. And, John, I mean, you know as well as I do. I was talking there, and it's like, this week is so frustrating. You get into these situations where... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all expected Nuke to put up 1.4, right? Or Devontae (laughs) Adams to put up 3.8. Or Mm -hmm. Diggs to put up... I mean, I had... If you had Evans, Diggs, Hopkins, and Devontae Adams, you thought you had a smash. That's less than 15 (laughs) points total. Ramondre Stevenson goes out there and puts up two points. 
Justin mm-hmm. Fields, who's been phenomenal, goes out there and puts up a dud. Herbert puts up a dud. I mean, if you are still there, more power to you. Those teams that lost, I mean, I got to give kudos to the guys in the Smash Except Leagues. I got bounced from four of my five okay. semifinals, and I was second in points in every single one oh, of them. You know, so it's like, brutal. you guys are out there, you guys are grinding. But, John, I think. Like, the difficult thing this time of year is if you did lose, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I'm i guilty of this. It's like, man, I want to pack it in and let's yeah. let's find some rebuilds or let's find some startups and things like that. you got to take it into perspective of, right. I always say, it's skill to get into the playoffs in Dynasty. It's luck yeah. to win it sometimes. I mean, I had a mm-hmm. roster where if you go down the line, I mean, he was starting K.J. Osborne and I was starting Devontae Adams, you know, yeah. and he was starting Tyler Higby and I'm starting Travis Kelsey, right? Like, you mm-hmm. go hold the, all, the entire way down, I have a better player at every single spot, and he beat me, you know, just because of the luck of the draw of Tyler Higby putting up 39 points, you know, like guys that like that where you just got to give a tip of the hat and you just say, you know what? I put myself in position to win, and I got to be happy with that. And I, I think that's the hardest thing for me as a dynasty owner to be like, mm-hmm. man, I put in the work on this roster, and this chump comes in with a roster full of, you know, Tyler Higbees and yeah. Evan Ingrams, and he beat me. Yeah, and and that is really what we love and hate about fantasy football, isn't it? It's that unpredictability. You know, you you come in, you're favored to win. That to me is like the testament, right? You let's say you were the one seed, you're favored to win. At that point, it does kind of come down to the luck factor and, you know, you've done everything you can. Just remind yourself of that, that things happen, right? You could have still a 90% chance to win going into that river card, but it might end up as a bad beat. Something happens, you know, there's injuries, there's fluky stuff that happens in the NFL. And that that's kind of what makes it great because nobody in this business can really predict everything. You just have to do it everything you can to increase your chances, increase that projection yeah. going in and hope for the best coming back out. Now, I know in the Smash Leagues, I, you know, the way I, I run it is there is no trade deadline. In right. several of my other leagues, you know, Zoltan's a, a fantastic commissioner. He has a strict trade deadline, you know, mm-hmm. as soon as Thursday rolls around in, in week 14, there's no mm-hmm. more trades. I want you, how do you prefer yeah. it now, now that you've seen both sides? Because I know before the Smash Leagues, I think you were in pretty much cut and dry there was trade deadlines Mm -hmm. talk to me about the difference between the two and your preference right now because i mean i see pros and cons to both you know like yeah everyone knows if you listen to the podcast i am so heavily invested in jalen hurts it's not even funny right so leagues where there was no trade deadline i was able to go out there and get gardner Minshew. i was able to go out there and get geno smith which didn't help but i mean i was able to make those moves where in the other ones i mean i was rolling out there with that you know, sometimes it's tough in a 14 team where I was rolling out Kenny Pickett, you know, and I'm like, man, this hurts. Like, if there was no trade deadline here, I could make a move. So talk to me a little bit about your philosophy and how it's changed over the couple of years. Yeah, it's really one of the most debated topics in fantasy football, no question about it. And I think if your objective of your league is to try and have a dynasty league that really resembles the NFL and you're really trying to mimic how the NFL is set up, that might be one reason to consider having a trade deadline just like the NFL, mimic how those teams operate in the NFL. But for me, I mean, especially after being in a couple of smash leagues, I very much am pro 
no no trade deadline at all. And it, it's because of exactly what you said, right? You lose Jonathan Taylor. You lose Jalen Hurts. And, you know, now mm-hmm. I, I wake up this morning after a big <laughs> semifinal win in Smash 1 and find out Derrick Henry may sit out because of the game. We'll have to unpack that one, too. That gives you still a chance to make a move. And, of course, this whole pod is about trades. So trades up until the very last moment when the game start in the final. Yeah, I, think, I mean, like we look at Smash, really just, Smash 5. I was it, on the phone uh, with you. And, and the ability to skill. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Smash 5, like, I was on the phone with you, and I was like, hey, should I start this guy? I was like, oh, my gosh, he just traded for Justin Jefferson. You know, and it, like, promotes so much more trading where the teams that are out of it can trade with the teams that are in. You know, and I think you get a lot of opportunities where those teams in the bottom can really start to even themselves out a little bit if it's done done properly. You know, and I think that's the tricky part. You know, you there's the caveat of both. Like, if you see that lopsided trade this time of year, that hurts one way or another. I personally don't like the trade deadline because I enjoy being able to make those extra moves. I enjoy mm-hmm. being able to, you know, use that capital. Um, we talk yeah. about this a lot where I've insulated trades, you know, and I, I mm-hmm. made a, a trade. It, it, I ended up winning. It was the right principle of the trade, but we talked about it in, in season. I traded Kittle for Schultz in a first. I used that first and Devonta Smith this weekend to get Christian McCaffrey. You know, and Christian McCaffrey right now I think is the number one running back for Week 17, according to Fantasy Pros, and he's got that juicy matchup against the Raiders. It didn't help me this particular week, but we talk about having those insulated traits, having those guys, having those picks ready to go for this time of year. And I think in your leagues with no trade deadline, it becomes very difficult to make some moves, you know, and you're going to have to pay a little bit of a premium. And, you know, in my one league, I'm trying to, I've been seven straight ships. I was trying to make it eight that I've been in. I've won four in a row. I'm trying to, or three in a row. I'm trying to four Pete, right? And the guy goes, I was like, hey, I'll give you Lamar for Dak Prescott. I said, I, I said to him, I'll give you Lamar for Dak Prescott. He goes, no, I need more. And I'm like, yo, I was like, Lamar is worth considerably more than Dak. He goes, I, and then I was like, fine, I'll give you Cole Komet and I'll give you Zach Ertz and I'll give you three third round picks. He goes, nope, not enough. And I'm like, man, like they, they hold you over the fire, right? When you're trying to repeat, he goes, throw in Rashad White. And I'm like, man, I just couldn't do it, right? It just felt like so much capital. Had I made the move, I would have won by one point. You know, so John, this, it's tricky right now. It's like, yeah, you're probably going to lose a trade. If you're a playoff team now and you're making that trade, you're probably going to lose a little bit of value. But in the long term, it's so worth it if you win it, right? I mean, you got to look at what's important to you. Is it is it that money? Because in a lot of leagues, you know, it's, it's a 90-10 split sometimes. you got to look at it. Is it that trophy? Is it that honor of winning the league? What is it for you? Mm-hmm. And it's like, where do you draw that line, right? I talked to you about it, and you're like, that guy's crazy. And I was like, I know. So then I trade for Gino. Gino tanks. I lose by five. Dak would have been the additional, you know, 15 points I clearly would have won. So, like, I'm sitting here afterwards. I'm like, should I have made that move? And where do you draw yeah. that line? And I think that's the toughest thing to tell someone right now is like, hey, man, like this guy wants like a, a first and a half over what what we should have. Yeah, you really have to be willing to to take a loss on a trade in exchange for putting you over the top and winning that championship. Again, we talk about can you get you know 80% of the value in return that 
is the piece that you need. And you really need to convince yourself, kind of do the math, look at your opponent and your roster and kind of size it up. And if, if you really think that you need one, maybe two more pieces and making that trade, even though you're going to take a loss, because of course the other, the other guy likely has all the leverage in this particular trade, you still, you know, find a way to get it done. And sometimes that will be the, the difference. We've seen it time and time again. And it's a great message for our listeners. Like, yeah, I know it's, mortgage the future that's not really what we're talking about here but yeah it might hurt you next season but you're going to be there as cash right and the eternal glory of taking it down right so that that makes it all worth it it's tricky i mean in another league in smash six a guy was like hey uh i said i got i got kenneth walker but i really want eckler for the playoffs he goes i'm gonna need a 23 second and i'm just thinking to myself Man, I should have done it. I lost by two. There's a nine-point difference in there. It would have happened. But then you you lose that value, you know, and it's just like it's a very tough sledding there to try to grasp to yourself. I'm going to get four years older at running back. But if you think that's enough to get you through, I, I should, I'm, I'm sitting here with remorse, right? I would rather sit here and just be like, yeah. okay, I can try to trade Eckler for something now if I want to than to be sitting where I'm at right now. And, I mean, I've made six championships. I know you did as well. So it's like – I have a lot to look forward to this week, but I'm also, I'm beating myself up about yeah. those ones where I'm like, I could have just done a little bit different. You know, I could have went all in. And if you're going to go all in, you might as well mm-hmm. add that little bit. I mean, what is that? It was a mid 23 second on top. You know, yes. Is, is Walker worth more than Eckler? Yes. Adding a 23 second. Was that anything? Probably not. And I should have just went in and done it, you know, and, and hindsight's 2020 on those kind of things. But it's like, what we're trying to say is if you got those moves, guys, and we're not saying throw a 23 first, just throw it in there. But if we're talking a second or we're trying to get, you know, a guy like you're trying to move a, you know, a, a Brian Robinson, or, you know, like even a, there's so many guys where it's like, all right, yeah, you can have them, you know, because it's, it's going to get that deal done. And uh, who right. are some of those guys right. this week who you're trying to trade for? I mean, I know a lot of people mm-hmm. right now, John, they're asking me, what do I do with Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, uh, you know, uh, with yeah. DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Evans? Because those are the four guys. You're probably in the playoffs if you have one or more of those guys and you, you made it through this week. How are you treating them for week 17? Because I know a lot of people, I'm getting questions like, should I play Nuke because because of what's been going on with McSorley? Should I play Diggs because he's had four straight weeks of subpar play? I mean, should I play Adams? He had such a horrible week 16. What do I do with these particular guys? Yeah, th- this is this is an important piece um, to, to really start evaluating and, and find the right targets. You're scanning the roster of the people that have been eliminated and finding some assets that you could pick up maybe per, particularly pretty pretty cheap well, and, and that's, running that's back the there's a couple point. guys that i'd be looking at could you get james connor possibly mm-hmm. yeah absolutely you brought up a great point there john i didn't mean to cut you yeah, off go ahead. uh but if as soon as someone's eliminated look at that roster right like that's exactly what i did i'm like yo did that guy that had kelsey lose because I'm going to try to go in there. Did Eckler, you know, who who's that aging veteran where that guy just lost? And especially with the idea of Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, you know, Hopkins mm-hmm. and, and Evans, they're probably sour as anything right now where I think you can get these guys a little bit cheaper than what you will be in the offseason. 
Yeah, exactly. And you, and you look at guys that, you know, maybe it was somebody that was definitely competing, but got eliminated, right? That's, those are the rosters that have those types of players that you're looking for. And I was just throwing out James Conner as a, as a good um, trade target. You could look at guys like uh, maybe pick, try to see if you could pick up Nick Chubb or Cam Akers. Ramondre Stevenson, I think, is going to have a great week. Those are some of the guys there at, at running back. Those, a lot of times I'm trying to pick up running backs and put them in the flex because they're going to have um, good level of touches in, in the game. I mean, you could still go and try and maybe maybe pick up somebody like DK or Diggs. You mentioned, you know, maybe there's somebody that just lost because Diggs only got him like four points. Go after see if you can pick him up, right? Maybe that you the owner just got burned you have to those conversations here over the next you know 48 hours and see if you can get another deal get another piece if you're still sitting on picks second third fourth round rookie picks and you're going into the ship i'd move those for any kind of pieces pick up somebody like jarek mckinnon if you could do that that would be a nice target there or you know if your qb got hurt we've been talking about it on the pod a few times picking up somebody like jared goff gardner Minshew. These guys could be QB ones and, and help you win that ship, right? So be active, have that all in mentality, right? And if I just my own roster, and I'm gonna tell this quick story if I can. The two big guys that helped me win in the semis against Jake Thorndike. Shout out to Jake. I really thought he had me. I come into this game projected to lose by like 40. I kid you not, 40. <laughs> everyone's like, oh, champs on the ropes. You know, I've, of course, won it last year trying to defend the title. And I have Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler still left to go. He has Nick Foles and he has Gerald Everett. And we saw what happened to Nick Foles last night. But I actually made trades for both Eckler and for Keenan Allen, right? And at one point in time, it was so painful to do it. I think that getting Keenan Allen, I had to part with my 23 first in a package deal, which looks like it's going to be either, uh, you know, it's going to be the 113 or one. It was a completely epic comeback. Those are the kinds of games that I'll never forget coming back and just almost written off, but winning that semifinal game against Jack will be one of my all time favorite memories. And those are, those are the reasons why I play just for that fun entertainment, the rush that you get out of winning something like that. Yeah. You get that last, you know, I'm sitting there watching it and I was like, I, I put the tweet out there. I was like, I need 26 from Eckler and Pittman. I need 23 from Keenan and Everett, which by the way, Keenan got 21 and Everett got the goose. So that killed me, you know, know. but you're sitting there like it's so many different scenarios. And when that guy gets that catch or gets that touchdown, which Keenan Allen, I still say kept his feet in, you know, and that would have been it. But, you know, the guy gets the, that score, you just, you erupt, right? And it's like a fantastic. Just pumping, running around. Yeah. Exactly. Streak in the neighborhood. Yeah. I think what John and I are trying to say is if you were in there, go all in, make those moves. The The quarterback position, John, is one where I'm really struggling mm-hmm. with, right? Because yeah. I lost Jalen Hurts everywhere. And it's like, if someone has Mahomes or Allen or Fields or Burrow, they're the top four guys this week, they're not giving them up. You know, like you're not going to be able to make a move. Try, but it's not going to happen. Dak Prescott, maybe he gets Tennessee this week. I don't want 
to make a move for Herbert right now just because of the way he struggled. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's so many guys. I think Goff is a great guy to go out and target. He plays Chicago yep. at home this week. I think yep. Daniel Jones gets Indianapolis at home. Um, I think Geno yep. gets a home game against the Jets, which is that that's like a revenge game for him. You know, I think Geno's going to bounce back. You know, he was. I really thought him against KC was that ultimate play. I think yeah. Gardner Minshew against New Orleans is a fantastic. Mm-hmm play as well Brock Purdy against the Raiders I mean there's some nice there's some nice matchups of some cheaper players if you go I need to go out there and get a guy and you know shame on me for trusting Tom Brady again this week I just I I struggle there make I I just can't quit him you know like that's where I'm at but I if I had started Minshew in a couple areas over Brady you're in the championship I think Minshew is a guy that's going to put up 20 plus fantasy points again this week you know uh, mm-hmm. Running backs, you made up a great point about Connor. Connor gets Atlanta this week. You know, I think that is a huge play if you can go out there and get him. Aaron Jones gets Minnesota, where he averages over 110 yards from scrimmage over his last six. I think he's a nice play in there. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that have decent matchups. You know, David Montgomery gets a good matchup against Detroit. Akers looked great this week. If you got to make those moves, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I think this is a Dalvin Cook week. He always plays good against Green Bay. You know, there's so many moves to make out there at the running back position. We're not saying go all in and, and make some crazy moves at the running back spot, but they can obviously make or break where you're at. You know, and I think we've, you and I both build our teams around stud running backs. And I think that's a, an yes. area where it's like, you can go out there and, and you can definitely win yourself a championship. And there's there's a lot of opportunities this week to go out there and do it. You know, and I think mm-hmm. the tricky part is there's a couple touchdown dependent guys. I mean, McKinnon, are we trusting him right now? You know, he had those two great weeks in the 30s. This week, you take away the touchdown, it, it, was a, it wasn't pretty. You yeah. know, and I think he, he got a lot of guys to this next spot. There's some, there's some other guys out there that right now that I think are cheap. I think Zeke is uh, Zeke's going with what? Is it eight straight games with a touchdown? He gets Tennessee. Tennessee on a Thursday night. I mean, that might be a Tennessee team that's ready to just, if Derrick Henry isn't starting, Zeke could eat as well. You know, So there's a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. out there for sure. Leonard Fournette looked fantastic this past week. Yeah, there's just The running back position is deep, and there's a lot of opportunities out there. Yeah, I threw out some earlier. I was just kind of look, scanning the list. Tyler Algier looks like he's now kind of taking over the Atlanta backfield, and he's got Arizona who it's – um, 32nd, dead last in fantasy points allowed to running backs. That would be another cheap option. I still kind of believe in Jarek McKinnon. I think he just has the knack for hitting the big play in Andy mm-hmm. Reid's offense. Denver is kind of tough, but I'm showing their 26th in terms of fantasy points allowed to running back. I have him as a running back, too, so I wouldn't necessarily expect running back one numbers. But, um, yeah, I mean, look at what happened with Cam Akers there. I, I mean – Play, play the hot hand. He still should be relatively cheap, and he's a young asset that you're picking up. Definitely shoot us DMs, right? It helps to break down your roster, your opponent, kind of look at some of the options, what it might cost to get these guys. But definitely there's a number of good options that we threw out there for you at, at running back. Now, we talked, we, we alluded to this earlier, but I think the wide receiver position, I mean, mm-hmm. right now, Devontae Adams, four two-plus touchdown games. I think this is a situation where he bounces back. And you, people are going to think I'm crazy, but I'm making an offer for DeAndre Hopkins because okay. Colt McCoy is hopeful Colt. this week. If yeah, Colt McCoy plays, DeAndre Hopkins is a lock for 15 to 20 points. You yeah, know, and we've I, seen I it, think right? that's where we're at. And mm-hmm. 
He plays Atlanta. I think there's a situation here where you can go out, and I, I, I've made this offer, and it actually got accepted in a couple of leagues, where I just okay. threw my 23 second at DeAndre Hopkins, uh, that team mm-hmm. that got bounced, and they accepted it. You know, like, okay. they're just like, get him off my team. Okay. You know, some, and I'm <laughs> like, I'll take that. Because he <laughs> yeah. is going to be, at minimum, a wide receiver two next year. You know, he is still a wide receiver mm-hmm. one. And I think we have this age cliff right now, right? We have this weird dichotomy of wide receivers where everybody wants the Jeffersons, the Chases, the, you know, the C.D. Lambs and A.J. Brown. They're crazy expensive. Yeah. I can see a scenario next year where you can have a wide receiver core of, I mean, Keenan Allen has looked fantastic down the stretch. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is still there. I mean, you know, Adams and Cup, I don't think they're going away. And mm-hmm. it's like, they're starting to get discounted more and more, and they're only going to get cheaper as the offseason goes on. But I think sometimes you go and you, a team feels bad. I mean, I dealt Russell Wilson <laughs> because I made, a, I made a bad trade earlier in the season. I just didn't want him on my roster anymore. And I know that's not yeah. what we preach, but I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I, I don't want to see him on there anymore. Like, he's making me angry. And I think sometimes people feel that way. They just try to make that move and go out there and, and make a cheap offer for DeAndre Hopkins. You'll be surprised yeah. what's going to happen. Well, right. I mean, and that was a completely situational deal that he had to go through with Trace McSorley as a starting QB. I mean, yeah. went down to the QB three and he just, you know, this guy is not anywhere near the same caliber quarterback that Nuke is going to have, have on a, you know, typical weekly basis. So, yeah, I'm actually with you. I mean, if you just look at our style, like you and I, a lot of our championship rosters are full of guys like Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, and Stefan Diggs. I mean, those are probably my most yeah. owned wide receivers because, you know, they're, they're still able to put up major production. You know, thankfully I survived smash one with Devonte and Nuke on the same roster. I don't think that'll happen again though, with Colt coming in. And, you know, I think that if you just look at the consistency that Devonte has had, okay, every once in a while are going to have an off game. They take them out of the, the game plan for the Raiders and things happen. I think I still like him as wide receiver one this week. And I'm, I'm going to say that Nuke, too, with Colt McCoy, will get peppered again, just like we've seen with him. And he should be a, uh, kind of a low-end wide receiver one as well this week. Yeah. Now, now I'm looking at my six teams that are in the championship, John, and six out of six have Kelsey on them. I yeah. mean, you know, like yes. there is a difference at that tight end position that just – secures everything and yeah, i'm looking across all the leagues mm-hmm. and i can only find in one of my leagues travis kelsey is not in the championship not on the game. championship he yeah. is that difference maker and MVP, i think maybe. in order to and i it's a it's a tale of like me having starting Knox or everett every single game in smash uh six i'm just sitting there i'm like which ones are going to be this week guys right now if you are still in the playoffs get kittle get hawkinson or, or get, you know, I think Goddard. I think all three of those guys are yeah. going to have absolutely – Kittle has been phenomenal with Brock Purdy, and I think you can still get him at an affordable cost. Do whatever you can to move from – because after that top four guys, it just dies. Shaky. You know, and you just mm-hmm. – you're flipping coins. You're like, is it going to be an Evan Ingram week? Is it going to be a Tyler Higby week? Is it going to be an mm-hmm. Njoku week? And, you know, if you started an Njoku this past week, you got four points, but if you started Higby, you got – 39, you know, like it's really just a crazy crapshoot. Get yourself in a situation yeah. where you're in that area. And I think in the offseason, you know, that's going to be one of my points of emphasis of that tight end position really is just making sure we're in there and getting that. I want to talk a little bit about the yeah. flip side, John, is mm-hmm. I lost. 
You know, I, I lost yeah. in Smash 4. So my Smash 4 team was gorgeous. I mean, before mm. Stafford got hurt, before Brady was decided that he didn't know how to play football anymore. No, before Brady decided he wasn't going to put up fantasy numbers. I mean, like this team looked like it was just built to destroy. You know, like I had at running back, it was Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Alvin Kamara. You know, it's just nasty, right? Derrick Henry. So I had those five running backs. Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Devo Samuel, Cooper Cup. I got booted from the playoffs, right? So, I mean, that is a very win-now team. But I was able to, you know, shout out to Adam Armour. Adam Armour is in the championship in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made a deal with him, you know. Like, we, we were talking it over. And the first move I made was I traded Christian McCaffrey to one of the other competitors, uh, Dan, at Dan, Dan Duke DB. Another great guy in the Patreon. I gave him Christian McCaffrey. I got Trey Lance and a 24 first. So now I'm like, okay, let's start insulating this roster. Let's start retooling. Because the earlier you retool right now, right, they want the guys on my team. When Christian McCaffrey, right. when this becomes March, is Christian McCaffrey as desirable as he is right now? Absolutely not. You know, he is not. Right. I then go to Adam and I'm like, hey, you want to win this thing? I got Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. I got Derek Carr. I got right. Derek Henry. So he goes, all right. Let's do the three of them. I was like, for Jalen Hurts. And I said, nah, I can't give you all three of them, man. Like, I, I, he's tugging at my heartstrings, knows I want more <laughs> Jalen Hurts. I was like, man, quarterback's what put me down. All right, give me, uh, throw in Rondale Moore and throw in a pick. We get it done. Right. He's happy. I'm happy. I get Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts. He gets, you know, I think Henry's going to just drop in value. Mixon, I did not want to move. But it was like, Derek Carr, you can have him. Just let's push this. And it's a win-win. And I think what you're really trying to do in this situation is Adam's going to remember that in another league. I'm in three leagues with Adam. I'm like, hey, you know, you got that Trump card a couple years down the road where you're like, I I made that move with you. It was a fair deal. Come on, help me out here a little bit. You know, and it's all about building relationships. It's about making moves. And I, I think the more active you are as a team that's not in the playoffs, with those playoff teams, the better it's going to be down the road because they're all like, dude, this guy didn't just pack it in. Like, this guy's still trying to make moves. He's trying to squeak out whatever value he can. Yeah, and you can actually still be kind of this disruptive force in your league even after you got booted. And you want to be um, kind of putting yourself out there, right, so that the other teams still competing look at your team and you can take advantage of that. Again, you're on the other side now where you can actually, um, with some leverage, get some moves that'll help yourself out next year. And you got to ask yourself the question, like the value that the, the, these specific players have right now with these guys heading into the championship may be higher than it'll ever be. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, look, does this player still have the ability to accrue more value in the off season or next season? Is they young, are they young enough? But for some of the guys you just rattled off, which again, and a lot of win now type rosters you're going to have now's the perfect time to unload a couple of them and kind of retool a little bit, pick up some assets and, you know, maybe win a couple of those deals because you have the leverage and these other guys are trying to take one down. So definitely stay active, right? I'm thinking the McCaffrey deal, that's an insulated trade, right? So we get to a situation. I think if Mm -hmm. the off season plays out properly, Trey Lance is going to get himself back into that second round of startups, the same area where McCaffrey is going to be. Then you got that 24 first. And a lot of people talk to me about, well, well, dad, I mean, you just, you just gave up a running back, right? Now all of a sudden you don't have a running back. You're needy there. Well, I have Trey Lance as my quarterback. I can buy a running back 
for a 24 first. I can buy James Conner somewhere cheap. You know, I can buy those guys. And I'm really starting to to build in that way a little Mm -hmm. bit more. Exactly. Um, I got to talk to you about one trade that I'm like, this is, you're in, it doesn't have to be, you know, like we all say, well, we got to push in, win now or go the other way. So I made a deal, John, and I want to hear what you have to say about this, but I had the 102, right? And Mm -hmm. I, I got it from a guy in another trade. And I know that the guy that had the 101 really wanted Traylon Burks. So I trade Traylon Burks in the 102 for Juju in the 101. And I'm a locked-in playoff team. I'm, 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 ex- I'm just excited to get another Bijan yeah, share. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, no, you know? I, I, I think you win that one. And uh, like I like Burks, but it was like for me, I, I I'm excited, and everybody's coming after that because they know I'm still in the playoffs. I'm not trading that particular pick, you know. But I think you you could still play around with picks. There's still guys out there that have a a plethora of 23 firsts that are just playing around trying to figure things out. You can definitely make those kind of moves, but I, I just think guys, the the biggest thing to take away from this is if you're in it, go all in. If you got knocked out, make those moves now. Like don't just pack it in and be like. I'm going to go right. check this out again after the Super Bowl. Because there are those owners, right? Those guys mm-hmm. that just disappear. And we are trying to teach you at Smash Except not to be that casual owner. We're not trying to be that guy in that mediocrity you know, treadmill. We're trying to be those teams where it's like, dude, I lost the playoffs this year, but I just made that move. And now Trey Lance is going to ball out next year. Now we're going to get that 24 first. Now we're just going to get things rolling again for 2023 because, man, we have so many exciting things at Smash Except in 2023. Like this rookie class... Mm-hmm. Every time you put a tweet out there, hundreds of people are loving it, you know, and it's just, yeah. it's so exciting. Uh, right now, Smash 3, I have 1 through 10. And it's just, oh, I it's like, unbelievable. dude, it's, it's so exciting. You know, like, it, it's going to be a fun year, and I, I'm excited to share these 2023 guests that we're going to have on, to share the knowledge that we've been, I mean, really been grinding into that rookie class. And I now might be the time that you can go get another one, you know. Like, there's one guy that offered me, he wants... Kamara off my team for a 24 first. I'm like, yo, you want to win that ship? Give me the 23 first. I don't care if Love it's 110. It. I want that pick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you can, now is the last time, the last, <laughs> this is the last week, John, before yes. these things are so totally. valuable that you can't touch them. Yeah, definitely stay active regardless of your situation, right? And that's, I'll actually take that message one step further. When the season ends, dynasty is just beginning, right? Championships are really won in the offseason, right? You're doing your homework. You're getting on the pod. You're listening to our guests break down the rookies that are coming in. These guys are watching film. They're looking at analytics. And we bring in a mixture of these guys to help you in your upcoming rookie drafts assess these values. I mean, you mentioned one earlier, just getting that 101, getting Bijan. We know that is going to be one of the most valuable fantasy assets that we have seen in years, frankly. Right. And so there's going to be a big drop off in value, even from the 101 to the 102, I think, for this coming class, just because of the hype, the market value. This stock is just going to continue to rise. So stay active during the the offseason. Like that move I made, I don't consider that to be expensive. You know, like, but when we move to April, in end of April, into May, and Bijan goes number five to the Eagles, or he goes (laughs) top, you know, he goes top five to eight. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, that value is going to absolutely skyrocket and the 101 in this class is like having the 101 when you when you had saquon in there and it's like whatever you can do to do that it's cheaper now so go to the guy that has the 101 
and make an offer that you feel like is, I mean, I, I'm willing to pay the 102 and the 110. I'm, you know, yeah, like 102 so. and maybe even 18, you know, and, and that yeah. guy that might be rebuilding, he'll be like, dang, all right, I get two picks there. It's only moving back one. And But I think the difference when we get to May is going to be significantly more once once people see how special Bijan is and how early he gets, you know, taken in yeah. the NFL draft. And I know that's right. kind of, you know, we're no, just I think that's a really important there, but... lesson. It really is. I mean, one of the things that in an unpredictable type of type of hobby that we have here with fantasy football, one thing that is predictable is those rookie picks will continue to accrue more and more value leading up to when you are on the clock in your rookie draft. It's going to happen. It happens every single year. So if you just lost and you have a chance to pick up some rookie picks to maybe another contender that's going for it here in the last week, take advantage of that situation, but stay active with us. We're going to be going through tiers. I'm already putting my tiers out and uh, all my rankings out. We're going to be watching more film. There's some bowl games. We've got senior bowl coming up. we got combine coming up. So this is, this is where we break it down for everybody. And this is what I actually love the most about the smash pod. And, you know, we bring in a lot of the other big time industry analysts to help us, right? We want to learn too. And so it's going to be a big part of the, the off season program. So again, stay active. That's how you win in this, this, you know, this business here. So super excited for this week. You know, if you guys have questions, sit, start, you know, any of those kind of things mm-hmm. for John and I hit, hit us up. up. Uh, John, my one under the radar guy for week 17, and you got to have brass balls to throw them out there, <laughs> but it's Mike okay. White, baby. Ooh. Yo, Mike White is, he's, Love it. dude, my man went to 10 different doctors to try to get cleared to get on the football field wow. while Zach Wilson's mom's out here attacking the fan base. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mike Will, Mike, Mike White's out here grinding, and now he gets Seattle, which is a, you know, a bottom 10 pass defense, and he gets a chance to play for a job. Like, I think Mike That's White. That's it. Audition is is like I have a situation right now. Do I start Mike White or Tom Brady? You know, yeah. like you never thought yeah. you'd ask that question, right? Uh-huh. But it's a legitimate question in Smash. I have the I have him in two of my league, my two of my home leagues. That's a question, and in Smash six or five, that's a question. John is like, do you start Mike White or Tom Brady? And, and that just, just seems crazy. Yeah, but that's what you have to do. I mean, you really kind of do want to stick with the talent the guys that got you to the big dance right the dance with the one that brought you kind of mentality is what I, I have but you really do need to look at these matchups right we we have to factor that in and so yeah i mean if you look at what tom brady's been doing and you look at that energy and mike white and his audition you know going against seattle i mean it's close right i mean mike white would be a good guy to target yeah. So I, I kind of like and that one, and yeah, hit us make up with all those out there. decisions. I saw, yeah. I saw three guys across my league, and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not shaming anybody that started them, but I mean, two leagues, a guy, guy started Nick Foles, another one, a guy started Trace McSorley. In leagues with no trade deadline, it's like you, you yeah, got to kick the tires to the Gardner Minshew guy. You got to go out yes. and make an offer to the Mike White guy. You got to go out and make an offer to the Jared Goff. You you, you just yes. have to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if you go out there and you put yourself in a situation with those kind of quarterbacks, you know what the outcome's going to be. You know, and I yeah, think you have, you have to go to. out there and you have to at least make an effort to to try to do those. I mean, a guy started LaVisca Chenault against me in one of the leagues this year, but he still has his 23 first. Like dude, yeah, come on. That, yeah, you that's got, gonna kill you. You like you have to know that. Right. Yeah, you may may have I mean there's a risk that Tua 
with the uh, concussion, which by the way, explains his second half. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did lose my one. I lost one semifinal in my home home league, which you never want to lose in your home league. No. And, uh, two uh, was a big a reason for that. <laughs> I know. Right. Uh, but yeah, you, you, you got to stay active. Don't just give up because you lost your QB one or your QB two. Shoot, shoot some people some offers. Be active and see if you can't get somebody that you could plug in there. That will likely be the difference. You don't want to limp in with, you know, somebody like Tyler Huntley or Colt McCoy. Yeah. If you, if you can avoid it, right? To talk about home leagues, I mean, that league where I'm talking about, I'm trying to four-peat, right? And I've been in the yeah. ship seven straight years. They're celebrating in there. They're like, yo, dad didn't even make the championship. I'm like, <laughs> I was the number one seed. I was like, I'll score yeah, my on, opponents by point. 300, you right, know, and I right. lost – uh, in a in a fluke game, you know, and it can happen. And I, dude, I was oh, yeah. beating myself up about that one the Any whole time because I was like, yeah. I wanted to forepeat, right? Like I wanted it bad. I, I hear you. My other home leagues where I've 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 struck out every single year. I'm in the championship in all of them, and I'm I'm excited about that. You know, yeah. and it, it, Dynasty Kings. Shout out to Andrew Andrew Gravis. You know, he's a great commissioner. I'm in that one. That that's a year in and year out one. Like I'm just okay. excited for this weekend yeah. um, because there's so yeah. so much riding Enjoy on it. it. You know, mm-hmm. and again, like you and I talk about, guys, enjoy it. Like, make those trades, make those roster moves, make the set those lineups. Ask us about it and enjoy it on the weekend. Like, just soak yeah. it in. Try mm-hmm. to enjoy it, and you know that that's the biggest thing at Smash. Except is like we've prepared you f- to get into the playoffs. We've told you who to buy, when to buy them, how to buy them, you know, and what rookie picks to get. And, I mean, like, the hit rates have been phenomenal this year. We're going to continue to do that. You're in position now. Sit back, relax, and take in that fantasy gold. Yeah, and I definitely uh, want to give a quick shout-out here to at Dreggers going up against him in the Smash 1 final. This one is, you know, with the two juggernauts. You know, number one seed for me, number two seed for him. He's built a roster. He stayed very active, made some really, really good trades. A couple that I really wish I wouldn't have seen, yeah. but I got to hand it to him. He's gotten it done, and it's going to be a fun one going down. So can't wait to see that one go down. And, you know, it's at a point where I've done everything I can. I might make mm-hmm. maybe one more move. We'll see. But I want to wish him the best. And you just kind of have fun. And if you just – if you can't seem to quite take it down, be happy for – your opponent uh, because again a lot of this really is especially in the smash leagues it is about the community it's about all these guys coming together having fun it's a hobby right and um you know you yeah to me that that's really the most important thing so you don't want to miss that and a lot of you guys are asking how do i get into a smash league and you know like i gotta be honest in, in across the seven leagues whoever won whoever lost in the playoffs congratulate the other person. I thought that was really cool. That's great. All, yeah, almost the whole way it. across the board. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of positive talk in there. There are a few orphans, so we're going to post probably mid-January just a, a list of orphans. If you guys want to get in there, if you if you want to take some risks and, and do it that way, Smash 8 will probably start, you know, probably in February because <laughs> we're show. degenerates. Right after the Super Bowl, we'll probably throw that out there, you know what I mean? Uh, but just be active. We'll we'll be posting those things so you guys can get in there, a chance to play with myself, John, Mung, Adam, the whole gang, you know, Nerd Boy. They're they're like sprinkled across all of them. Um and guys, I mean, it's just been a blast. Appreciate those guys on the Patreon. Love you guys, the listeners. We're so excited. Wish you the best of luck this week. So thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the process. That was like Seinfeld. It's a show about